Hello and welcome back to the Fortified Coaching Podcast with me, Joe. Me, Nina. And me, Stephen. I remember the days when we just couldn't get that right. And now look at us, succinct, on time. We know what we're doing. Polish. It's like we've done this before. <laughs> so the last podcast we did, we were on video. Um, so prior to getting ready and getting set up for today, I was thinking, right, I need to go in the shower because I've been off a run. I need to I need to quickly do my hair. Then I realised, oh, we're not on video again. So I don't really need to do all of that. Um but being on video must have been strange for you, Steve, because you normally you normally do these in your underpants, don't you? Um, well, yeah, I tend to wear underpants um, during the day. <laughs> at least, at least, um, I got a face for radio as well, so this format's better for me. To be fair. <laughs> Good stuff. So, what's everyone being up to? Uh, question. Yeah. Your favourite question, Nina, isn't it? So it's only right you go first and answer. I think it's just that it identifies that I don't do a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, well, this week, actually, I've had um, a couple of days babysitting because my niece didn't go back to school till today. So that was nice, having some spending some time with her. We just watched girly films and talked about boys that she likes. <laughs> um, who, who are the boys in, in films at the minute for teenage girls? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask no. her that one. This was like real, real boys in school. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it not High School Musical anymore? No, Steve. Come on. <laughs> uh, she likes that. Um, what's that? Vamp? Is it Vampire Diaries? She's big into that. She always asks me if I watch that. Vampire Diaries has been around for a while, hasn't it? And yeah. she started watching Friends as well. So I think they do like a bit of old school. Do these oh, kids? Wow. Mm. I, t- I tell you what, Vampire Diaries highlights the danger of having a community event. Like, if you've got a fair or something in the community, you know, things are going to go down. I've not seen it. Oh. So for anyone <laughs> who has Vampire seen, Diaries, do you see? Anyone who's never seen it. Yeah, I used to watch it with, uh, with Angela quite a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I find that funny. I can just imagine you watch it. Because it's quite teeny boppy, isn't it? <laughs> I, yeah. I, to be fair... For some reason, I mean, I can probably explain the reason, but when I, it, bef- more so when I was single, I used to watch a lot of teeny bopper rubbish. <laughs> well, maybe it's when I turned 40, I think I, I stopped, but it's like a bit of One Tree Hill and, and oh, Ace Great one, One Tree Hill. So corny. All oh, sorts of yeah. junk like that. But, but yeah, I got, it was so compelling view and I don't know why I got so into it, but, you know, I li- just liked a bit of angst. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty pleasures. Yeah. We are proper on a tangent, aren't we? <laughs> Going off track, you might say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so have you been up to anything else, Nina? Um, not this week really, apart from the standard walks and exercise. That's that's pretty much it. Babysitting duties. And obviously watching documentaries and things. Yes. Yeah, same. Bit of bit of telly. Uh, I've been watching, been hitting the Marvel films hard again. Um, so I'm back up to not, I've not like I've watched all these in the last week, but I, I watched Captain Marvel last night. So I'm uh, back up to Endgame as well. It's probably the fourth time I've gone through the whole series. Um, 
Hadn't you nice. just finished that? Hadn't you just finished all of these the other week? No, no, I was I was going through them. I must have had a, a gap, a break again. Oh, but were you yeah. watching Infinity War and Endgame the other week? So you're not watching them in order, you're just randomly picking? This is the right order. Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel. No, I know, but then you watched Endgame the other week, didn't you? No, I didn't. Ah. Oh. I thought you did. Just Spider-Man to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, training, um, working on kind of helping clients and stuff like that. It's on that note, we've been... Um, We've been working behind the scenes on our habit coaching, haven't we? So, um, yeah, putting together stuff for people who uh, not everyone wants to track calories, and and some people are probably better served getting good habits. So we're working on something in our kind of app that kind of helps you to to learn new habits and gives you a bit more background and a bit more help. Um, so we've been working on that. That's pretty cool. Um, what else? Kids have gone back to school. That's had a bit of an impact in, in my household. Um, it's pretty quiet and I'm able to be very productive, in fact. Uh, can't think of anything else. Joe, yourself? Oh, going for a run as well this afternoon. I noticed you went for a run earlier, Joe. How'd it go? I did, I did. Have you been watching, have you? No, I wasn't. I was... Was, that you in, was that you in the bushes? I wasn't that in close proximity. I just noticed on your socials. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I did go for a little jog. I haven't done one for two weeks. I was just getting into it and my hamstring went a little bit. So I gave it a couple of weeks off that. Um, braved it today. Did a little bit less, 15 minutes. I was building it up to like 25 minutes when I was doing them in the last couple of weeks. Um, but it felt good. Um, hamstring, that is. Not the jog. Jog didn't feel good. Um, walk just it's a straight line where i go so i did 15 minutes then walk back to get some a little bit of a cool down and some steps in um i also interestingly on actually not not very interestingly i've been watching some marvel films i've watched the three iron man ones in the last week yeah <clears throat> which is cool iron man. and obviously with this being a marvel podcast um we probably need to talk about one division finale, which we we didn't discuss mm. over the last week. So that that ended, and I watched that last week. Was, was yes. that last week? Yeah. yeah. Just, which was cool. just before you you carry on there, Joe. Very sorry. I just want to interject for anyone who's not northern. Film is um is a film. <laughs> just, just to make it clear to everyone. Carry on. Mm. So yeah, uh, one division, which was um, really good <clears throat> as well. How long do we have to wait for the next series? There won't be a next what? series, so probably a long time. No, it'll be another film. But we've got the Winter Soldier coming up, haven't we, and Loki? Yeah, um, that comes in a couple of weeks. I think it might even be not this week, but next week, potentially. But certainly this month. Yes. It looks quite funny, actually. I'm looking forward. I like the funny ones. That's why I prefer the Thors. Yeah. And Natalie Portman looks absolutely jacked in the new Thor film. Does. Um, and I'm sure she's also a nice person. <laughs> she seems nice. She seems nice. <laughs> Wicked. So, what we about so we are kind of a health and fitness podcast, so we should probably discuss something health and fitness related at some point. <clears throat> We've lost um, most of the people who are listening by now. Yeah. 
those three have gone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we were going to talk this week about getting back on track and staying on track. Yes. Um, and all of the problems and all of the situations that arise mm-hmm. in day-to-day life or on a weekly or monthly basis for people who are trying to do some sort of plan or trying to stick to some sort of diet um, or fitness regime mm-hmm. and at some point can go off track, why it happens, what you can do about it to prevent it or what you can do when you fall off track and you want to get back on track. Yeah. So I think maybe first of all then I guess we need to discuss why someone might fall off track because it is common mm. and I think we've all had clients who fall off track from time to time yeah um to different degrees some it's a you know it's a one meal that they they deem off track sometimes they, they fall off track or slip up for a day or a couple of days sometimes you know you there are occasions where you never hear from a client again um so there are all different variants of degrees yeah. Yeah. so why does it happen in the first place oh it's a a big subject really isn't it um i guess one of the big reasons is the plan isn't right um and it can be easy to fall off track like i would guess i would say if it's uber restrictive or you know really um what do you call it um severe like you're going to train every day or you're not allowed to eat um a certain food group or something like that on whatever plan you're following if you're following a plan like that then that can be you know easy to break if if like i don't know if you if you say i'm doing low carb and then you eat a carb you you're basically telling you you could be telling yourself you failed so then you're off track um you know And, yeah. and whereas that like one one chocolate bar in the grand scheme of things is going to have no impact whatsoever to the person who's got that mentality of I can't eat carbs. You know, that's a, a massive thing and it's really hard to get back on track. And I've done this, um, you know, lots of times myself. And I'm sure we all have to a degree, um, you know, the things like going low carb into into the Christmas period was never a good idea. But I always thought that that's what I had to do. And then I can remember distinctly going to a Christmas do and, and eating a bit of popcorn. And then I was like, oh, oh, shit. I've ruined it. So I'm off track now. I'm off plan. And then that was the, the all or nothing thing. Yeah. Yeah. You just know, you just, uh, because I've been there as well, you just know that moment when you've done something like that and you've been so restrictive. And then that, that one thing hits your lips and hits your taste buds and you just think, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's quickly followed by "fuck it," you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- yeah. There's two, two two kind of sides to that, I guess. There's the side that reminds you that you like that stuff, and then there's the side that thinks, "Well, I've ruined it, so I'm go- not going to, you know, I might as well go off off the ball boil or off the wagon," as a lot of people call it. Yeah. yeah. So getting the plan right is, is one part of it, <clears throat> and it doesn't have to just be about diet and food when people do something that they deem off track as well it can be that maybe they've missed maybe their goal for today was to do some exercise or go Mm. for a walk but life circumstances or the weather or some things came up that's affected that and they can't do it they can't go outside 
uh, or the, the you know the kids are off school, kids sick, um, something yeah. like that, and therefore that day changes. It's those feelings of failure, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think a lot of the time that that make people think, ah, I've, I failed today. Mm-hmm. That that's me yeah. off track. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people put a lot of focus on um, their goals as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think goals are a little bit overrated. Because people tend to have, obviously, people general, generally have quite high expectations. Yeah. But they are, I don't find having people having, having high expectations of their goal an issue. But I think a lot of people have high expectations of the process that they need to go through to get that goal. Um, so they think it would be, it's going to be a lot easier. It's just sort of like X, Y and Z equals goal. Whereas the process is the difficult part of it. Um, yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They just focus so much on the goal when really they need to get the process right. Um, if anything, I think the process is a lot more important than the result because it's, the, it's in, within that process that you create those changes that will eventually lead up to big habit changes within your life rather than just for the time being. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people fall off because they have this expectation of a process being kind of this easy, magical, often magical thing that they just have to do and they'll get results. Yeah, yeah. And, and we also don't want to set people up to fail. Um, so it's it's important, I guess, as coaches that, um, or as just somebody who's going to try this journey, that you set an expectation that you, you can hit, you know. Um, not everyone is going to end up, um, you know, looking like The Rock, for example, if you're trying to build yes. muscle. Or let's think of another exa- example, Natalie Portman, who is jacked at the moment. Not everyone's going to hit that. And that there's a lot of reasons. It can be genetic um, potential there, but it can also be your life. You know, the things yeah. that, that go on in your life that, make it harder yeah absolutely and I think it's like again just going back to the process side of it in terms of Mm -hmm. like falling off and getting back on I think there almost has to be an expectation that that will happen at some point Mm -hmm. and and I don't want it to sound like you know one of those self-fulfilling prophecies where you'll assume you'll do it so you will obviously we don't want that to happen but I think having kind of an expectation that there will be moments where life gets in the way and things don't go as planned. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing you've got the right protocol in place that you can just get back on track. Mm. And I think that's where education is very important when it comes to the coaching side. Yeah, I think that's largely, you know, what coaching is. And I think when certainly from when people reach out on Instagram and quite often we try and get them on a call, don't we? Because we want to explain mm-hmm. things properly. <clears throat> because when you try and do that over message on Instagram or Facebook, it's just, you just can't explain it the way that it is. You just don't get that same sort of level of communication. And I think sometimes when people look at coaching, they think, right, it's, it's someone giving me a training program, a nutrition plan and weekly check-ins. And, that, and, that, yeah. and that's kind of it yeah. probably. But what coaching really is, is is overcoming, helping someone overcome those obstacles, those barriers that we know as experienced coaches from dealing with hundreds of clients over however long, 
happen to everybody to different degrees, but they happen to everybody. Some might have the odd blip here and there. Some will have daily blips and need a lot more coaching, but it's the coaching process that helps you Mm. deal with that. But you're right, you know, you, you, you have to try and lay these expectations out from the start that this is the plan, this is how we want to get you mm-hmm. from A to B. But along the way, you are at some point going to slip up. You are going to have times when it's challenging. You are going to have times when you don't want to exercise and they're normal. But it's about consistency, I guess. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I think we all know that, you know, the biggest learnings come from the mistakes. Like if you're just perfect all the time, which no one ever is <laughs> it's just it's actually an impossible feat i think to be perfect at anything mm. um you know the the more successful people accept that mistakes will be made um but they learn from them and recover from them yeah yeah um i think it's important when you when you do a, in inverted commas slip up kind of give yourself a clean slate and, and forgive yourself that's one strategy Um, yeah whilst kind of also accepting some responsibility so not berating yourself but like kind of thinking about well what could I do better how could I how could I not do that again um and not just going okay well it happens I'll give myself a clean slate because if you do that every day you're not going to get any any improvements yeah um so that you know it's kind of a I guess a balance between forgiving yourself and just giving yourself you know excuse after excuse or uh, get out of jail card free kind of thing get out of jail free card yeah and we know we we spoke sorry Nina, we spoke about uh, labeling a few podcasts ago and wording and even even you know wording like going off track falling mm. off track slipping up isn't that isn't isn't great i wonder if there are better ways that people can rephrase that because we know that when we when we create someone's plan that it is going to happen but it is also part of the plan you know when i know that when i create a plan and i I do this the welcome pack that we give to clients and things i don't set in stone right you're going to lose one stone at the end of month one i'll say you might you're going to lose based on where you are you could you're going to lose between say six and 12 pounds and i explain that there's this window because if all goes brilliantly, it'll be there. But I don't like to set you up for failure by saying yeah. you're going to hit this target because there will be obstacles in the way. And depending on how quickly we can deal with them, um, it will kind of affect whether you're at the six end, six pound end or the 12 pound mm. end and, and so on. Yeah, absolutely. I think I put a big emphasis on those welcome videos as well on like checking in. Um, because I mean, I actually had, I mean, the reason I put an emphasis on the check-ins is because a couple of months ago, I had a client who hadn't checked in for two weeks and I was messaging her and she wasn't messaging me back. And then she, she finally got in contact and she was just like, I'm sorry, Nina, I've just had a couple of really bad weeks and I didn't see the point in checking in. Mm. And I was like, and I rang her straight away and I was like, all the more reason to check in. Like, I was like, I am your coach more so for the hard times than the good. Yeah. And I just went through that whole thing and I was just like, I need you to check in even more often than once a week if you're struggling. Um, and, and she got it and, 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 and we've made great progress since because despite more or less sort of like 80% of her check-ins at first kind of being, this has been a hard week, this has been a hard week. Mm. As that kind of progressed on, we're now at a kind of like a 50-50 where 
sometimes she has a bad week, but more often that she's having better weeks where she's managed to implement better habits. So I think that's a big mistake people make when they get a coach that they, they avoid the avoidance of like, if they have had a week where things haven't gone to plan, they avoid their coaches. Mm. Well, I think they're worried about being judged, aren't they? They're worried about um, not measuring up and being judged, maybe being told off. Um, and I don't think that's kind of that's how we approach things. You know, we we expect people to to have issues, and and that's why we're here. We, you know, I think being non-judgmental, but also being um, objective, is, mm. is what helps most clients. Um, yeah. To uh, to answer what you were saying before, Joe, about what to call it. I don't know. It's a good, a very good thing. Good question. Because um, falling off the wagon, slipping up, fucking up. Um, they're not ideal, are they? Any no. anybody got any? No. Nothing springs to mind. To be fair, at the moment. I just kind of say when things haven't gone to plan. Mm. I think that's kind of how I try and describe it. Yeah. Mm. Even then, it it, uh, it still describes an action that isn't part of the plan when we know. It is normal and it is kind of yeah, part of true. our plan. Maybe, maybe not theirs. I, <clears throat> there isn't so much of a phrase, but it's kind of more maybe not saying I've gone off plan, but maybe I've I've ate differently to how I expected to eat today or how I wanted to eat. I've ate more than I would have liked to have yeah. ate today. Um, I haven't done as much exercise mm. as I would have liked. Maybe they're better good terms. Yeah, to kind of good. address well it. Done, Joe. You yeah, never cease to impress me. See, I'm not just here to run the podcast from a technical <laughs> point of view. I can interject as yeah, well. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're very good points. Like, um, I've not exercised as much as I want today. I've not eaten quite what I expected. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that we've not mentioned in terms of um, why people go off track we're still going to call it that um is when they come to weighing in or measuring themselves and they don't see what they want mm. i think that throws a lot of people yeah it's... it definitely does it definitely does even if it doesn't cause them to go off track you know you'll notice that their whole mood <clears throat> for that day or that coming week is, is yeah. different yeah um and i don't know if that's there's a cultural thing in terms of the weight being the, the be all and end all you know i noticed on the last 45 eight people were worried about weighing in um you know it's i can't remember ever being overly worried about weighing in or myself but i know that that people do have this thing in their head about a, almost a fear of the scales um and i think it's because if they don't see the the thing they want they know that they'll go you know into a bad place yeah i think there's a big like emotional attachment to scale weight isn't there mm. and people and it's the, something we talk about quite often in our q a's in four five eight is that it's kind of trying to separate the emotion from the from the logic. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest things you can probably do. And scale weight is a great example of how hard that is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it is stepping on those skills and and logically thinking how has this week been? Could I have possibly put on this two pounds of fat? Usually the answer is no, mm-hmm. and it's just having those processes in place to think right. Okay, this could be more food the day before. This could be yeah. my period. This could be. Uh, water retention from training the day before this could be that I ate late last night and it's really difficult to do I mean even I find it difficult to do and I don't feel like I am particularly somebody that gets really bothered by my scale weight yeah but when I'm actually trying to lose weight it it takes me a while to get into that process of logical thinking yeah and that's that's why again it's good to have somebody else look at it because I mean, even even all of us know the reasons it can go up and it can go down. And I still find myself a little deflated if it's not done what I want it to do or a little bit too elated. If it if, you know, if I see a three pound drop in a week, I'm like, yeah, I can be a bit too happy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's you know, that's um, something that you. I guess it's um, important to for uh mental stability it's a good idea not to get too excited about certain things and then not too deflated about other things but that's probably a a whole other subject and maybe a psychologist needs to talk about that kind of yeah i think there are there are a couple of things that cause people or affect people's mindset and mentality when they get on the scales and you know one could just be how how much or how strong their desire is to lose weight for instance and typically the stronger the desire the more you want to lose weight if you get on the scales Mm. and you don't see that change that will probably have a bigger impact on how you feel and those feelings will have a bigger impact on your actions and the other the other side of things is probably how long in their life someone has had this attachment to the scales maybe from other programs or plans they've done you know if someone it's probably, and this is just theoretical, but it's probably less, there is probably less of an attachment to the skills for a 22-year-old person compared to a 44-year-old person who's done a lot of diet diet clubs and things like that in the past where they've been told off for not losing weight or being put down just for the game of weight. <laughs> Similar world weight watchers. Oh, I thought you were like Whatever. Susan and... <laughs> You could tell you kind of paused on the slimming clubs. Yeah. Just like name them. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I've really got nothing against them. If people get results and they're happy, then I'm all for it. Really, I just I really don't, I really don't care. My opinion um, isn't that strong yeah. about it. I have to say, um, my with my diet history, I always found that the more desperate I've been to to lose weight, the more I've hated myself. The the harder it's got. Um, and the more it's affected me when I've seen the things that I don't want to see um, on the scale, the more chilled mm. out I've been about it, the better the results. Yeah, definitely. But if you get too chilled out and you don't care, then you're not going to see any results. So it's kind of, I guess this relates to the inverted U theory with, um, you know, the, the U stress. So a little bit of stress is a good thing or a little bit of pressure or a little bit of challenge is a good thing because it makes you perform. Too, yeah. little, too little challenge is boring and you don't perform. Um, <laughs> stop it. Um, and then too big a challenge, too much pressure, and it's very hard to perform. Yeah. 
and that that sweet spot for every individual is going to be slightly different as well yeah um which is why you can't ever kind of generalize and think oh well this is where we need to be because every person is so different and just going back to like the slimming worlds and the weight watchers just to give you an example like I remember when my my mum loved Slimming World and I'm similar to you Joe in that they don't overly bother me. It's more the um the actual um I guess the reps that kind of uh, the the damaging ones because and it's not their fault, they're not educated whatsoever. They are told by people higher up in Slimming World and Weight Watchers what to say. Um, and how to sell these things but in general it can be quite damaging like my mom used to go to Slimming World and the diet's not overly it, it's fine like it, it got her results and she used to lose on average about a pound a week and she was labeled by her Slimming World rep as a pound plodder <laughs> so like she would go and weigh and then the, the rep would be like oh pound plodder just a pound again this week and I used to like kick off, I booted off a few times and I eventually convinced her to quit because she was then, she she believed for a long time and it's still, I mean, my mum coaches with me um, and it's taken me up until this point and my mum is 66 years old and she, bear in mind, she's probably done swimming well for probably 30 of those years. Mm. It's taken me until this point to remind her that a pound a week is a very, very good rate of weight loss but I still have to try and convince her because of years of being told that a pound of a pound of fat is a, a slow rate or a, a for some reason wasn't good enough. And it's just so damaging. It's no wonder she gets frustrated by scales or anybody else who's done these programs. Mm. Now I, I could was it was it them um, was it Little Britain that used to do the um, yeah the skill yeah, yeah. yeah. the Slimmer World that's, programs that's... yeah. I could be wrong, but I think <laughs> in some of these clubs, it certainly <clears throat> has been the case that the um, the leaders are financially incentivised. You know, the the bonuses and they come off amount of weight lost uh, in okay. the group. I didn't realise that. I, I think so. I, I, I've heard it somewhere. I might be wrong. So you know, if there's an angry rep anywhere, give us a call and let us know. Um, I learned last week that um, people that this is totally unrelated people in Aldi um, get bonus based on how many people they serve per hour so it's no wonder that they I don't shop (laughs) there for this reason the speed speed of light in Aldi is unbelievable I'm the worst packer ever so you know I'm I'm hopeless in Aldi oh no you can't go to Aldi if you're going to be slow Steve So I have to just get them back in the trolley, then you're supposed yeah. to go to the side, the last aren't time you? I was in there, they called me a packing plodder. <laughs> <laughs> I fully agree with that one, though. I can't, I can't stand people that take ages in Aldi. You go to Aldi to be quick. Held up the queue. They were, they were right round the aisles by the time I got done. <laughs> um, so... Um, I think it'd be maybe it's helpful. I I can think of a a couple of clients that have gone off track um, for various reasons. So I don't know if it might help to draw it out a little bit and then we can maybe wrap it up. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I had a client or I've got a client um, who had a diet break and it was their first ever diet break. So they'd been, you know, they'd lost a significant weight. I think by the time we did a diet break, it was three stone um, and they were kind of, they still had good momentum and it was a little bit kind of 
should we have a diet break? Should we keep them in the zone? But we agreed to take the diet break. So two weeks at maintenance. Um, and he found it quite hard with the scale going up slightly. I think it was like a kilogram. And seeing that halt, found it quite hard to then get back on track. Um, so what we did was we had to kind of not put any pressure on him. Um, kept on doing it right, rather than just not doing anything. He kept training. So he was still kind of doing something. Um, and then we kind of looked at what's one action you can take to get you back on track. Um, and it was like, rather than thinking of the bigger picture of getting back on track, it was just like, what's the next thing you can do right now to move you forward? What's the easiest thing you can do right now to move you forward? Um, and it was just basically then make my next meal, you know, appropriate for my new calorie goal. Is that, yeah. so, you know, what's the next action you can take rather than th think, oh, I've got to go and do all these things and start all these things again, which feels hard. Sometimes it's just focusing on that next action. And I guess that applies to a lot of people when they go off track. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I guess there's a level of a level of fatigue that comes with chasing mm. the same goal for a while. <clears throat> Which, you know, if we if we're talking about diet, you can quite easily understand why. <clears throat> Always in a calorie or spending a long time in a calorie deficit, being mindful of what you eat. Um, you know, that comes with a, a mental and kind of a fatigue and cost to it, I guess. And um sometimes I think it's important to have that that next goal even if it is just to give you something to freshen things up that can give yeah. you that extra little bit of motivation to crack on and with the terms we're using, stay yeah, on track. Absolutely. And just because you've mentioned it as well, um, I think one of the biggest things I get from clients and also when I ask things on Instagram, like Instagram polls, you know, what what's the thing you struggle with the most? And it's always motivation. It's just it's the it's the buzzword that seems to surround diet and exercises. Yeah, is having to be motivated to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's there's two ways I tend to approach motivation. I do talk about a lot of the time. It's it's it can be more of a discipline than a motivation. Like I love Jamie Alderton's when he posts about um because he takes a dip in the sea every morning, doesn't he? It's like yeah. a, a habit that he's got in place. And he posts two pictures side by side. And one of them is like, it says motivation. And it's him diving in the sea in like, you know, a ray of sunshine on a hot day. Mm -hmm. And then next to it is a picture of it absolutely pissing down, dreary, wet, horrible. And he's in yeah. the sea and the caption's discipline. And I think that is, it's it's a really powerful um like comparison because it's not just about diet and exercise motivation is applicable in any type of goal in life mm. um and i think a lot of it is discipline over motivation and that's what people struggle to see i think they see us as a collective like personal trainers coaches people yeah. in the fitness industry and they honestly believe that we are constantly motivated and that we absolutely like thrive from working out and dieting and eating healthy and it's and that's why I put that poll on my Instagram the other day and I asked specifically personal trainers or anybody in the fitness industry mm. what makes them exercise is it just turning up for yourself and being disciplined to do it or is it motivation and I think out of 
I don't know, 30 people that voted, one person said motivation and the the rest of the fitness industry said turning up for myself and being disciplined to do it. Yeah. And I think that's sort of such an important message for people to realise that we aren't like absolutely buzzing to exercise all the time. Yes, we get a lot out of it and we do enjoy it. But I think it, it's a big formation of our identity and that's the difference. Yeah. When you're just start, starting out on a journey, you don't identify yourself as being a healthy, fit person. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, 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 it kind of goes a little bit wrong. So I know all three of us work with our clients on changing that identity a little bit and getting yeah. them to see that they are a healthy person and to establish healthier habits and different identities so that exercise becomes part of that. So it's no longer a reliance on motivation, but on mm. turning up for yourself, regardless of whether you want to do it or not. Yeah, I, I'm glad you added that bit, Nina, because um, I think it's a little bit um, misleading, the the whole motivation versus discipline thing. Like when people just say, um, you know, you can't always rely on motivation. Sometimes you just need to be disciplined and do it. And that's the end of the message. I think that says to some people, oh, I'm not good enough because I don't have that discipline. Yeah. I think that discipline is still in, informed by motivation. It's just not the sort of motivation that people think, you know, like the I'm pumped. I've just I've just watched Rocky or I've just listened to this really... <laughs> pumping music I'm, I'm you know psyched and motivated let's do this high fives that's motivation yeah. that's kind of that's kind of a motivation but then there's motivations that you know that draw you towards something and that's what my take on discipline is it's still you're still motivated like you said you still want to do it and you enjoy it even if you don't want to go for that run or you don't want to do that workout like the likes of you and I will do it um and we're not that overtly motivated but it's some sort of motivation because our values um and what we want are still pulling us towards it so it is still yeah. motivation yeah absolutely mm. yeah i agree with that completely cool to be fair i've been thinking about this over the last week so <laughs> <laughs> There's a way from motivation as well, isn't there? Like a lot of the times, mm. <clears throat> like right now, I don't always want to exercise. But I know that if I don't, mm. by the end of the week, I'll feel like crap. Um, so it's not necessarily that I know that doing my exercise and yeah. eating better is going to make me feel super good, which it does. But it's also known that if I don't do it, it'll make me feel yeah, like yeah. crap as well. Yeah. I, and it, I guess for the, those people that struggle with that and and feel like they need to feel pumped and psyched all the time it's kind of breaking your goal down a bit like from i just want to lose a stone to why do you want to lose a stone and then finding that deeper reason because that's what's going to get you through those those days you know the the likes of uh, jamie Alden who jumps in the the water or whatever he's got a deeper me a deeper reason for doing that it's not just because he he's ultra disciplined and and stoic and and he's always going to do it it's because there's a there's a reason behind it yeah yeah and it's it's kind of like the intrinsic extrinsic motivation isn't it mm. that's the, there's a big difference between intrinsic motivators and extrinsic which is why i don't like too much emphasis emphasis on extrinsic eh, 
can't say the word extrin oh my god how do you say that word extrinsic Extrinsic goals where it's like kind of outcome-based goals um kind of that that's all you kind of orientated around achieving is that outcome based in eight weeks I'm going to lose this much weight and as much as they are beneficial and I'm not disregarding them at all obviously Mm. you know that it is a big part of it but if you also lack the intrinsic motivation of why yeah you want that result it can be difficult to achieve as well and that is another big reason a lot of people can fall off the wagon or whatever we want to call it Mm. yeah yeah because they 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 don't tie into those uh deeper deeper reasons their values and stuff like that so like if you are kind of thinking about making a goal have a think about how that ties into your values um or if you're unmotivated you know um because i think health and fitness really most people's values they can tie to health and fitness somehow you know like people will also often say that family is a big value of theirs they like to spend time with their family well being fit and healthy means you'll be there for them longer means you can keep up you know play with your kids on the beach carry them around you know that kind of thing um and it's those powerful things that are gonna i guess motivate you in the end more than I want to lose a stone. Mm. It's estimated, I was listening to a podcast this morning, it's estimated that one hour of exercise adds two hours to your life. Is that any type of exercise? (laughs) Hey, I'm just repeating what I heard here. Mm. Sure. Um, Steve, do you want to give us a kind of um, some to close this section? Do you want to give us a, some general advice for someone who has fell off or is struggling with staying yeah. on track? Yeah, um, you know, like my advice to to clients, and and you've got to try and be proactive with this this advice because sometimes in the moment it's really hard to to pull it back when you when you've labelled yourself as being off track. But um, having a plan B is a good idea for when life gets in the way so think like rather than a black and white you do five workouts a week and you eat this much you know these exact things a plan b is like but if things get you know if things get in the way you could work out two or three times a week so you're still doing some working out and you're still gonna eat veg you know most days even in the, the hardest times you know most people can still do that sort of thing yeah. Um, so having a plan B, but you could take that further and, and call it like a a continuum or a, a, a dial. Um, so when when everything when the stars align and all that, you can work out as much as you you can and you can eat you know perfectly. And that's the problem is a lot of people wait for that perfect time. Like the kids are back at school. Um, I'm you know i'm i'm oh god i'm trying to think of the the perfect time but you know people will wait oh i'm gonna wait till april to do this because of x y and z's happening um which is great and then you can turn the dial right up but in the meantime you can still do something that's that's kind of the my best uh way of putting i guess so 
you know, do something. Um, and if you do go off track, you know, forgive yourself because it happens to everyone. You know, life does happen to everyone um, and you don't have to be perfect. But just think about what's the one little action I can take to move me forward and get me back towards where I want. Awesome. Great advice. Um, we're going to go over a couple of questions, I think, now. But you just reminded me of something there that I was thinking of <clears throat> as I was walking back from my jog this morning and about people waiting for the stars line mm. and having that perfect timing to do something. So I don't know about you guys, but prior to last year, there, there will have been a number of times I've heard from clients, I just wish I had... Mm three months or six months with nothing yeah. on so i'm just focused on me goal okay and that 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 was their ideal scenario mm -hmm. in their head that's what they needed no but the reality of it is it just doesn't work like that so we go we go to back to 2020 last year and global pandemic all yeah. social events are cancelled nobody's going anywhere and yeah. still people can't get those results because guess what the things that mm -hmm. were getting in their way before might have been removed, but there are other things now that are also causing them a challenge. So I guess the learning from that is, if you've ever thought that yourself, is that there, there will never, ever be a perfect time. There will always be a yeah. challenge. There will always be something there that could be an obstruction. But it's whether you choose to just keep delaying it, to keep putting things off, or whether you choose to yeah. accept that there's going to be obstructions, there's going to be challenges, but yeah, you're going to yeah, try and work around them as best so you making can. A, you know, coming up with a plan that fits fits your life that you can like have a I guess a baseline standard that you can always do yeah yep okay then um questions then I know I've got a couple but does anyone else have any I like don't to start have with? any questions today no I've got a quick one but I feel like I've been waffling a lot so I'll let you go I'll let you go first oh well, yeah, do you want to ask could, the question? And, and not answer it, couldn't I? Nah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, a client asked me in the week. Um, they'd not seen any change on the scales for a couple of weeks. Um, uh, and they asked me what kind of things can affect scale weight. Lots of things. Mm. So many Ooh. things. Lots of things. <clears throat> On Fortified 8, we talk about this every single week in questions and answers, even when someone doesn't mention it because it is so worth drumming home. If you get weird once a week in particular, um, there are a, a plethora of things that can affect your scale weight. How stressed you are, how tired you are, uh, not how tired you are, how well you've slept the night before, if you've ate later than normal, the night before if you've trained harder mm -hmm. over the last couple of days and you've got doms and you're sore your menstrual um, cycle neither anymore intake can have an effect yeah um salt intake yeah all of these things are linked to increases or decreases in scale weight depending on the, you know whether they've been a positive or a negative impact on scale weight um but have no direct bearing on mm -hmm. progress and on fat loss or fat gain, none what none whatsoever. But from a stepping on the scales and, and seeing a number on the scales point of view, it can have a really big impact. 
which can obviously, if you don't understand the skills and how to use them, um, which I don't yeah. think people can really interpret them properly because they don't know enough about the things mm. we just spoke about. Yeah, that that's challenging. So what, yeah. what can't affect skill weight? What can't affect it? It's just about yeah, everything definitely. can affect it. I think it. Um, it's about kind of being honest with yourself, but also kind to yourself. Never berating yourself. But, you know, you know if your behaviours are likely to have seen fat loss or likely to have seen a little gain in mm. weight. Really. You know, especially... Yeah, if that's you... right. Sorry. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything profound crack on no no go on i was i was just going to add something but uh, i want i don't want to interrupt yeah <laughs> you feel you feel like you've been interrupting the last few weeks but uh i don't, I don't <laughs> yes. think you have been um i don't even know what i was going to say doesn't matter hmm <laughs> Um, I, I like I in my head I think of it a bit like fault finding. Um, so I, if I step on the scales, it's not what I expect. I then kind of do a little bit of fault finding. Okay, so did I stick to my nutrition the way I should have? Yes. Okay. Did I do the training I was supposed to and get the steps in I was supposed to? Yeah. Okay. If any of them weren't right, then maybe maybe that mm -hmm. yeah. result on the scales could potentially be accurate. But if all of those are correct, then we need to look at, okay, so what else could it be? And then that's when you start working backwards. So, okay, I'm really sore today. My legs are aching. I trained really hard yesterday. That could be part of the part of it. I actually ate really late last night. I normally eat my tea at seven, but I was busy and I had tea at nine o'clock and it was quite carb-based, so I could be holding on to a lot of water. All of these things you can kind of work backwards. If you know you've ticked the boxes of what you're supposed to do, you can kind of then start to think, well, is it any of these other factors mm. that have done it? Have I gotten weird at a different time of the yeah. day? All of these things. Yeah. Hope that answered that one. Um, the next one, I've got two, if we have time, but the one that... Um, I was asked some point this week was on mm. diet drinks or like Pepsi Max, Diet Coke and things like that. Is is two or three cans a day, um, is, it, is it bad for you? I would say you? no. Two or three cans a day is, is absolutely fine. I think, the, I think the, the, the connotation that comes with obviously diet drinks um, is the sweetener. Ooh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, it went a bit funny my end there yeah. um, it's the sweetener consumption and obviously there's a lot of um, bad press around sweetener and don't get me wrong it's it's not good for you like you don't get any benefits from sweetener mm. but it's also not bad for you as long as it's in moderation and two or three cans a day is still in moderation in my opinion mm. I think the the research that was done on um, sweeteners and artificial artificial sweeteners in particular because obviously I know you can get sweetener from plants and things like that um, was done on rats and they were given something like 10 times their own body weight and it was at that point that they started to see really like adverse effects Yeah. so yeah. the amount of actual sweetener that you have to consume to see adverse, adverse effects you probably couldn't consume in one day no. So it's it's like anything that's not inherently good for you in moderation, it's fine. Mm. 
Mm. And it, it's actually quite a good dieting tool. I know when when I diet, Pepsi Cherry Max becomes a little bit more apparent because it kind of takes a little bit of sweet craving away. Mm. So I, I did a little bit more background research on this um, when I was asked this. And the, the rats that they used in these studies, this is important to know, the rats that they used in these studies, the rodents were already, they, they were being bred specifically so that they were already more predisposed to grow tumours. <clears throat> so they weren't normal rats. Not that that's overly important, but there were, there were rats that were bred to be more prone to getting tumours. So therefore, those symptoms came up more. And the equivalent in humans would be around 32 litres a day. And this isn't just having 32 litres is a one-off one day. You would have to do it every day for a period of time to have those same effects or similar effects as to what they have in the rats. You would probably die of drinking too much water and drowning yourself before you got yeah, cancer from right. the Very artificial sweetness. Mm. So moderation. A couple of cans is okay. So you can't stick the teeth though. Probably you don't know so the effects okay. on teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well this is this is what I've been pondering um when I was thinking about this this morning is teeth wise I don't know how I really yeah. don't know how artificial sweeteners and I mean, things I affect don't teeth. Fizzy drinks. Affect I have like hygiene. one can of Monster when I'm training, and that's pretty much it. Or if I'm dieting, like I say, I get a can of Pex- Pepsi Max every now and again if I'm hungry. And it's never about the fact that it's going to affect anything to do with my body. Um, it's always more about my teeth that I, I'm conscious of. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm just think, thinking, would you, if so, let's say somebody, was drinking three cans a day um and they accept that and and they're not really gonna have any negatives to it would they be any healthier if they swap them for water if, if we're talking optimal health in my opinion there wouldn't be mm. it yeah, is it is just carbonated water anyway i don't think they would be healthier i don't think swapping just three cans a day for water would have a massive effect i think balance if if all they were drinking yeah. was um diet fizzy drinks then it would be yeah. beneficial i'd imagine yeah. to get water in there but if they're drinking three cans as well as having water you know, around exercise or whatever, then probably it's okay. I know, I know that I drink a lot of fizzy yeah. drinks, um, more than three cans worth, but I, I can't drink them near training time. So I need, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, it just doesn't no, sit I right would, with I me having, having them around training it's time. It's probably outcome based. If you're the type of person who maybe suffers from reflux, then maybe, maybe cutting down on carbonated drinks, especially caffeinated ones is a good idea. Um, but yeah, other than that, probably cool, probably fine. Cool. Um, so this one, this was a question. It actually wasn't a question. This one, I was having a conversation in the DMs in Instagram um, with someone who inquired about Fortified Aid. And she was mentioning that she'd been doing Weight Watchers for a little while or a good while. 
but she is she has a medical background she she knows a little bit about science and she queried why it was fine for her to eat a banana mm. as a whole food in its nat- in its natural um form but if she blended it it was a point right you know so it was it was a bad thing if she blended it mm. um but if she ate it as a whole thing it was fine which got me which got me first my first response to her was you know it, it the, the food still has the same caloric value it will still have the same effect on your body you still consume the same amount of calories there's no difference to how it affects weight gain weight loss um fuel for your body that is completely the same <clears throat> but then i got yeah. a little bit thought about it a little bit more about why they might put it in so that just got me thinking about as a program that they run what could be the thought process because the what actually annoyed i was not that they did that sorry it was that the the program leader couldn't answer mm. it and she just uh, she just dismissed it um yeah which got me thinking well what could be the answer what could be the reason and the only thing i could really come up with was that yeah i guess if you're eating a whole food in its natural form like a banana it takes a little bit of yeah. time to eat it takes up more volume in your stomach whereas if you're blending a load of fruit um yeah it, it, it doesn't take up as much volume you can consume it a lot quicker yeah so therefore it's probably easier yeah to overeat in a quicker space of time because you could put you could put five bananas in a smoothie mm. and if you wanted that's 500 calories you could drink it in 30 seconds but if you try to eat five bananas or if you ate a meal of 500 calories it's going to fill you a lot more yeah. and, and take yeah. a, a, a more considerable the amount of time to eat. i would say um i would also say this is probably really neglig- negligible in terms of a banana but you're, uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago I mentioned about nuts and how um, nut butter. Um, so if you ate the same amount of nut butter and nuts, you'd absorb fewer calories from the whole nuts. So like peanuts, 30 grams of peanuts versus 30 grams of peanut butter, you'd absorb fewer calories from the whole nuts because of the way you process them mm. in your body. So then there might be a tiny amount of that in the yeah. whole food versus blended fruit but i guess i think with fruit it would be like a ridiculously small amount i agree with that but i don't believe that's why yeah. weight watchers or slim and world or whatever it was would have <laughs> no no <laughs> but, I doubt. yeah i doubt that that's the reason that they've decided on that yeah it's probably the palatable thing isn't it yeah and the, the ease of the ease of eating it um so yeah, yeah. guys that we're not saying that blending bananas is going to make a huge amount of difference to your calorie intake uh it was just yeah to draw to kind of draw the whole picture out Mm. yeah um that's that's it from my questions let's hope so hope they've helped someone somewhere right guys that wraps us up for this week i think um (laughs) I've gone completely blank, but yeah, that wraps us up. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, all the links to our social media feeds will be in the podcast where you can ask us any questions you like and within reason, and we will uh, answer them. Uh, we can cover something on a podcast if you have a particular topic you'd like us to discuss. Um, so yeah, we look forward awesome. to listening again, and we'll catch up again on the next podcast. Bye. See you guys.